Hello everyone and welcome to the Diphoria State Podcast episode an episode. I'll be honest, like I listen to them, but I don't pay that much attention to the episode numbers. Uh, I'm Medic. I'm joined by these lovely gentlemen over here. And we're getting ready to uh, break down the quarterfinals here at Worlds 2023. To kick us off, though, we have a great story from the train in Bus- uh, to Busan. Uh, Kobe, it was wanna, fun, a take fun journey down, yeah, it was. down here to Busan. Uh, and so far, Busan has been amazing, by it the has. way. Yeah, it's amazing. But uh, we got on the bullet train and um, Medic decided to switch seats yeah. with Dagda to start it off. He acts like then he's not a part of, I wasn't a part. of the I ensuing events. I wasn't talking. I had my headphones on. I was I literally took a picture after that of you talking to them. Yeah. I have photo <laughs> evidence. I didn't realize this is how this was gonna go, Kobe, okay? He actually I didn't. Loved this. this is great. <laughs> but, but as soon as they sat down, Dagda and, and Flowers were already telling stories super, super loud. And then once Flowers starts telling stories about like his college days and his high school days and stuff they immediately uh, got just it wasn't someone who worked with the train it was, right? no it was, it was they, had, oh, they had a badge yeah. and everything yeah. i thought it was some random person on the oh, train yeah. but came up and berated you too <laughs> i mean in my defense i knew that you weren't supposed to talk on trains in japan i didn't know that that was the same in korea or uh-huh. else i wouldn't have just i i, I told like i told yeah. flowers so actually, I, I thought i thought i thought and that was that was on me that, yeah. that would be enough it's kind of like <laughs> the brunch incident where you've just assumed knowledge <laughs> We had a brunch the other I day. I don't think we need to go over the brunch incident. Chronicler no, 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 somehow forgot to invite three quarters of the casting team. It was only Rob that was invited. I just showed up. It was an implied invitation. Mm-hmm. They're the best. Because I, 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 I thought, you know, I'm, 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 I'm at home. I'm not in the hotel with everyone. So I told Rob, everyone is welcome. So I figured... Yeah. Being the nice guy that he is, he'll invite everyone. If only there was like a group chat. That could, you you are in the group chat so as way. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also I didn't know where we we're going. Some Game yeah, of Thrones stuff. I said, yeah. I said <laughs> everyone is welcome. I thought <laughs> you would then be like, hey, everyone, I'm going today to, when I see the other people in the lobby. When we travel back in the shuttle, I think that's a reasonable assumption. I don't really well. see most people, to be honest, because when we're going back and forth, it's it's kind of just immediately to your rooms and you're on yeah, separate ends true. of things. Well, I thought you guys tired, would be social. That's my bad. You just want to isolate yourself. And it's speaking, all right. We will forgive you, yeah. but we'll hold it over your head forever. Understandable, right? Speaking of people that have been isolated or regions that have been isolated, let's talk about EU. It's been a few sad days for us as European fans, Rob. Um, if spoilers, obviously, but why are you listening to the podcast if you haven't watched the games? Um, there's no EU representatives left in the quarterfinals. First time since 2014 we haven't had a team make it through. That's kind of heartbreaking. I mean, I think the fact that, well, look, Energy at the end of the day were the better team when we got yep. into it. Like, Contracts and Palafox played insane. But to see how poorly G2 played in that series, I was just like, this is kind of heartbreaking. A game that was kind of heartbreaking. And then moving into the Weibo one, I think the game two kind of gave us the false hope. And then in game three, there was like a stat that popped up and fair juice to Mickey. But it was like Mickey on Bard had the most damage out of everyone on G2. And I was like, it's over. Yeah, it was G2 losing to BLG and Fnatic that lost to Weibo. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, both of them, pretty tough games. Yeah. The the Head- second game in the BLG series was uh was pretty heartbreaking. That, that was that that was again though. Second game in the BLG series was again one of the most entertaining games. Oh, 100%. for all oh, yeah. for all yeah. the faults. I also oh. feel like it's worse as someone who's lost a lot of you know free two matches over uh, the last couple of years when it's so close. Yeah. But not enough. It, I feel like for your mentor, it's better if you just get swept to one. You're like, well, this we we couldn't have we couldn't have made this happen. 
No, you gotta dare to dream, or else yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> Look, what's okay. the point? What do you mean? It's better better to have no fight and just be no, no. But, no, but, but for you your, can for dream your... beforehand. And I'm then talking you get, during it's like the series. Gen G, right? We dreamed that maybe we could take down Gen G or G2 did, and then obviously they lost that. And then I kind of dreamed a little bit that they'd be NRG. Gonna be honest here, I yeah. kind of you know G2 were the favorites, no, and then we lost sure that. Were. And then we they lose to BLG, and we went from like two three. Uh, 2-0 to 2-3 and it was yeah it was truly See, heartbreaking obviously. I, I, one of my favorite moments of the whole tournament one of the one of the best plays of the whole tournament came from that series when G2 had the lead early but then they're they're losing it so much that they have to have caps like baiting in the bottom oh, lane yeah. to to draw them in so the entire team starts running towards him and then Mickey's been waiting up here on Lissandra Watching forever yep. to come in with this <laughs> game-saving, series-saving flank and have one of these huge plays. Like, you would rather just be knocked out 2-0, no, lights it, out, than have that. I feel like that that was amazing. No, that was I, one of the best I mean, but it, Emotionally, it is Yes, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> to just lose. And, I, I, hope, and I can say know? this because I watched you guys watch the sh the series. Right? I was looking. I was like, Ooh. I didn't want also, that pain for them. Yeah, because everyone was like, "Oh yeah, we'll get back. We'll go out for dinner. We'll have a good time." And everyone was just like, "I'm going I, to bed." I, I also <laughs> think that that for me, that series had one of the most hilarious moments of the tournament because it was so so dead on in the delivery and Elk just like having an inc ins insane game and just walking into caps and dying. And then because of that, <laughs> we even go to a game free in the first place. I feel like Elk in particular, like. Clean up his act so much throughout this year, yeah. which make which made it extra funny. It's just like he walks into Nico and dies. It's sad there's no more Jobong madness left. That was like yeah. my favorite part of that player. <laughs> Elk gets very few resources and still has the most damage per minute of the entire tournament right now by a large margin. By the way, he's 781. The next highest was Depth with uh, 699. Like that is a giant jump. He also has the highest damage percentage of anyone mm -hmm. at the. Like, it's crazy. And his yeah. support is always gone, roaming around, <laughs> you know, making plays top lane and everything. Uh, and and he still just does so much damage because he's always this, like, frontline AD carry, you know, uh, and, and, be and always making plays. Death like could that. have been at the same DPM if he hit any of his Ziggs cues. That <laughs> would have been absolutely insane. If his Avelios <laughs> ultimate had hit. Yeah. If, it, if his, oh, my. Okay, I'm, I'm still recovering, okay, from the fact that I had to have two of my teams knock each other out. And it was a really sad, sad yeah. series as well. Because I really like that D plus roster, um, but they were just not good all year. So it is a very fitting ending to their quarter or to their chances of making quarterfinals as well. Yeah, I think there's a, an extra degree of pain there because Canyon and Showmaker is very likely the last game they'll play together after having been so storied for so yeah. long, winning a world championship. Right? It's uh, a little bit like the T one roster they just possibilities hit their, yeah. as well. They just know? hit their mark of a hundred games together well. internationally. Only together, and then. And then there was also the fact that Deft was the last uh, representative of last year's world championship yeah. winners, right? Like, because obviously, well, was uh, on stage, so that was actually that was probably one of my favorite moments. That was hilarious. I really liked that they fully lean into the memes. I did like it, but I kind of missed 
uh, our yeah. our ref picking. <laughs> yes, the stone face, the stone cold executioner for. Uh, he's like the head LCK ref, yeah. uh, I believe, and he's been picking banger picks for us all all tournament long. I think maybe that's why they decided to replace him. KT was like. Ah, uh, can we switch something up? And Barrels still gives them JDG yep. as a banger. Like, <laughs> what? We can, they even change the person pulling them. It's like they, because, because just to put it in perspective, so the chances first one in three, uh, one in three didn't get picked of the bottom pool, right? Yep. Like to go against one. So you have a one in three, which is not too bad that that you get a good matchup. They didn't. They hit the sixty sixty, uh, or sixty six rather. But then also. KT actually were mega favorite against Gen.G. They never played in playoffs, right? But domestically, throughout summer, like, KT was really good against them. But then they also lose the 50-50, <laughs> which is just perfect. And then they drew out JDG instead. Because I actually think if they were to go up against Gen.G, that would be viewed as a very different series. You think Would they be favorites if they would? The they shouldn't be favorites because the level of play that, sure. that they've shown is still worse. But I do think that it feels like there's a lot more reasonable argument to be made as to why KT yeah. would win that series. Much more of a 60-40 than the 80-20 that yeah. probably JT Hey, the, I think the, the Pickums are like 95-5, yeah, which, is, which is right where KT wants them. <laughs> no one is excited yeah. for them anymore. No, I forgot to do be. my Pickums and I got mad lines as going undefeated in groups. <laughs> and that has backfired massively. <laughs> Shocker. Right? Yeah. The coin has betrayed you entirely. Yeah. Yeah. NA ruined you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't... We can. There's been a lot of good NA things at this world, and I don't want to take away from them. But I don't think Mad Lions collapsing is specifically an NA doing in the in the <laughs> Swiss stage. I think perhaps uh, internally they've uh, they've messed themselves up. No, a little they said bit. nah a lot. <laughs> true, true. They were smiling too much on the stage. Um, but I do want to come around to to NRG and the fact that they have made quarterfinals. We will talk about their matchup later on. But Kobe, you just you know take a moment to revel in it. It's incredible. This is the best team I think that this could have happened to because this team is comprised of players who have had very long journeys. None of these players is a star player from the beginning. All of them have had to drop down in various levels of professional play and work their way back up. FBI had his whole freaking region dissolved and, had, <laughs> sure. and he was the first ever you know, import over to North America. He played in North, he's played in North America for four and a half years, almost five years. Ignar, of course, bouncing around multiple regions, has also now been in North America for over four years. Then the top triangle that we've talked so much about have had this journey where they've been demoted all the way to amateur in Dokla's case, to academy in contracts place. Palfox had another three years in academy as well. They have worked so hard, so many years to be able to get to this point and are making it as like the quintessential underdog team. This team was massive underdog team just in the LCS. And now they're on the world stage, Omega underdogs, and and they're doing what very few other North American teams have been able to do. It was back, it was 2014 yeah. was the last TSM. time uh, that a non-C9 non <laughs> yeah. North American team made it to quarterfinals. And I am just so proud of these players because I, I know them super well personally, and they have had such hard times and at many points considered giving up and in talking to multiple of these players a lot of them even contracts was was like really really close but he he doubled down really wanted to prove it himself in academy and work his way back to the international stage and 
after six years for him to be back here and to almost play the perfect series versus G2. Yeah. I, I, I even felt bad for G2. I was like, contracts, like, there's almost nothing better that he can do. He was just yeah. destroying people all over. I, I, I was what blown away. <laughs> and I think like that's the thing that makes it even more special is how well they've played. Because you, you like there were some people or some teams that have made it to, like semifinals and people look back at it and like, eh, you know, like I think H2K is a great example when they made it through Albus Knox. Yes, of course they played well to make it there, but you look at it and there's a bit of an asterisk there if you know the history of how they made it there. But for NRG, like G2 underperformed in terms of expectations, but the performance of NRG versus G2 was a mid-jungle performance that was world-class, top-class from Palafox and Contracts. Yeah, there were no lucky plays. It wasn't like, oh, it's such a messy game, and there's a Baron flip, and there's a blah, 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 and people were like, ah, oh, both teams sucked, and you lucked into it. No, it was yeah. domination, yeah. and it was really controlled. I think that's the best part, is that it was actual good play, and it's been so long since, you know, watching our teams internationally, and when I felt like they made very few mistakes. Mm -hmm. But Energy made very few mistakes in this series. And their hold on the draft was also exceptional. Yeah. That's become very apparent that it's super important in this meta right now. Um, so they started themselves out with a whole bunch of coaches. <laughs> uh, and to be able to have a really good footing in the game and then to play well in the game too uh, was just super rewarding for them. I but know. I think if they're able to play like that, like they could beat Weibo. Like sure. when they, if they actually yeah. able to play play the way they did against G two, like that was absolutely insane. And as you say, when they come into draft, like having a bunch of extra stuff they're able to bring out with the Senna, like this is now a matchup that I'm really excited for. Because yes, LPL got four teams into playoffs, right? But every single time, everyone is kind of like, look, one of them has to blow up, <laughs> one of them has to go wonky. And like, if NRG are playing like they are, it feels like they could beat Weibo. A lot of people were calling G two LPL's fifth seed coming oh, yeah. into the world. So I think that's probably where <laughs> the explosions <laughs> happened, right? But yeah, let's move on to talking about the quarterfinals. I, I want to talk about your MVPs of Worlds so far later. So we can just in reorder that in You're my in head. charge, like, Mr. Yeah, Bus I, well, Driver. I'm not used to being in charge. I did a Medivedi podcast pilot and I was in charge too much is what <laughs> I realized. We spent 20 minutes talking about how I dislike the fact that Germans call the bread you use for toast, toast before it's toasted. That sounds like peak content. To be it fair. is peak content. It was amazing, but we're meant to actually learn stuff about our guests and spending a third of the podcast with me just complaining about bread isn't the best way yeah, to I, do it. I heard that immediately got scrapped because uh, <laughs> you guys... <laughs> okay, people have been calling for it for ages. <laughs> so people want it back, okay, Kobe? No, I mean, the first episode, just the first episode. Yeah, it did. It, 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 people watched it and said, yeah, we need to redo this because it, was, it wasn't they need the to best. Be, you... you you got it. You got less, it. less Medi, less Vedi, and a bit more learning about our, our guests. Anyway, let's talk about the <laughs> let's talk about the quarterfinals. Uh, should we start off at the start? NRG versus Weibo. Who wants to uh, Who wants to kick us off? I mean, well, I got, I feel like we just did kick it off. Yep. I guess yeah. since we were sure. just talking about both these teams in in Swiss stage, for sure, Energy are still massive underdogs. But I a hundred percent have that belief in Energy, and I'm really happy that they are also confident. They've been talking about so much. They have had 20% win rate at the beginning, 10% win rate in scrims now, but they've really embraced and started talking about how they're an on-stage team in uh, you know, contrast to all these teams that are like scrim teams or whatever. And so they go into it with a, with a lot of hope and, and a lot I, of confidence anyway. I also don't think they should be that much of an underdog. Like, I feel like it should be way more favorite, but if to me, it feels like 65-35. I don't think it's that 
mm -hmm. lopsided, right? If you look at the way that Weibo, uh, to me, similar to, to D+, although I do think that Weibo was, was marginally better, is very much a fourth seed that, that has a lot of flaws. And uh, obviously, even with some help from Weibo, G2 was able to actually take him down. Uh, and, and given the fact that Weibo even domestically have been wildly inconsistent, I think there's good angles if they can maintain I, the level of play that they had. Uh, I 100% agree. I think the angle comes from like they have two world champions on their team. Uh, they have they have a lot of accolades for for these Weibo players, so it's intimidating. Yeah, but that but was kind of my point. Is like the the energy players are not intimidated. No. Pal Fox has always had this nameplates are overrated. You know. Um, even back talking about uh, individual LCS stars like Jensen and stuff like that. And he's, Pal Fox has really been trying to push forward the kind of next generation of LCS players. And so they're going into it fearless despite all the achievements uh, of the individual players that they're playing. I think it's going to be really interesting to, to see how mid jungle plays out because I think Xiaohu has looked very weak at times the which, first game against which is weird right yeah, it, it's in, incredibly weird because he was one of the main it, reasons that Weibo actually made it here yeah, like he yeah. played so well in the the regional gauntlet against edg against top um but i think if you can focus him down he's been like, he's been a key point of of uh weakness for for Weibo. but then Weiwei at times looks really bad but as series develops, he seems to look a lot better because the team plays vision control around him really well and he tracks the enemy jungler really well. It's what we saw in the Fnatic series. Like Razork ran the map game one, was getting ahead game two, but then the entirety of Weibo just kept tracks on the enemy jungler for game three and it made it basically impossible for Razork to actually have an impact. So that's one thing I'm a little bit worried about for NRG is Contracts is so much of a catalyst for this team in the early game. Mm -hmm. If he is tracked by Weiwei and by Weibo, can NRG find another string to their bow? And I don't know if in the LCS they have been able to find other ways of, of winning the game rather than just contracts being the man leading the charge. Yeah, they, they definitely have. Like, they have other carries. FBI has carried late game fights. Pal Fox has also been instrumental in snowballing. They also used to do a lot of Dokla on carries and 131 comps, split pushing, okay. that type of stuff. I don't think that is really the angle to go here versus the shy but uh yeah, knows, <laughs> we'll see douglas said i'm not playing orn this game so <laughs> they, they, it's pretty funny they're all embracing like you know they learned their lesson from the previous matchup which also is another reason why like coming into this you know weibo are definitely favored because they won yeah they, the, they stomped the them. previous matchup yeah. yeah but um i think specifically on how weiwei has been super successful has been mostly the best games when he's going bottom to dive yeah. when they play yeah. with a pushing bottom lane and they set up waves and he comes down and dives bottom lane like those are the hardest games to control so mm -hmm. that's definitely gonna be something on energy's mind both in draft and early parts of the game i feel like yeah because that's actually the one part i was really impressed with Weibo was their their pivot towards lux caitlin and actually punishing playing for a punching bot lane and i think it mm -hmm. plays into uh, the style that that Actually, in the, this tournament meta seems to work well for them. Yeah, I think that's the problem, though, is that, like, with Xiaohu underperforming, it feels way less likely that they're actually able to do it. And, like, one of the things 
that I was looking there at Shehu, I was always kind of looking at, hey, he plays a lot of Annie, that's gone out of the meta, right? And could have impact on sides if he was able to get control there. Same when you look towards things like the Tristan, he was like, cool, I can push, but I got a lot of safety. And it feels like if he doesn't have the Azir at the moment, he's just kind of like, well, I'm trying to push my lanes to try and get the setup that I need for Weiwei, but I'm on an Oriana. So suddenly there's people in my lane, I'm dying, I'm not having that same success. And I think that's why that mid jungle is struggling a little bit. And I think why Weiwei hasn't been as like, I think he still looked good at times, but I think he is struggling a little bit as well to actually have that impact where he's like, oh, I'm going to three camp into a bot ga a gank and kill you every single time. It just doesn't feel like that structure is as well there for Weibo anymore. That makes perfect sense. I think uh, top lane as well is going to be very explosive. As you said, Dukla said he, he's not going to play Orn and the Shy. <laughs> he tends to shy away from the Orn as well. But I, I, I do think the Shy has been a little bit more muted so far at this Worlds. Maybe it's just he hasn't had the opportunity to pop off as much as he had and maybe also i just get flashbacks to him destroying g2 over and over again so i i'm looking for those big moments from him and if he can step up to the level that you kind of expect from him at international competitions that might be a, a, another point that nrg have to deal with let's move on to the second quarterfinal assuming no one else has any more you're the bus driver. driver. You don't have to. I'm the <laughs> bus driver. You can hey, drive us wherever you want. We're yeah, following you, you man. Like, hey, he sometimes needs to know where your stop is, though. Yeah, you know? Exactly, right? <laughs> you, were, you only paid for the first half of this ride. You better get off. What's the EU teams? Uh, Gen G versus BLG on day two. It's going to be a banger. I think it's really interesting to me because we haven't seen both Gen G and JDG in quite a while, it yeah. feels like. Yeah. We also haven't really seen them tested as much as some of the other teams because they haven't had to battle through those close games in like elimination games. It's because they, they aced all the earlier tests. They didn't even have to take. Yeah, exactly. Right? They just <laughs> they didn't the have year to take class. this one. They're like, you have straight A's. So actually, if you don't take this one, you're, you're still passing the class. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's strange to me because I'm so used to seeing like the best teams play just before the quarterfinals. And now I'm like, yeah, wait, wait, Genji did play, but that yeah. was you know, five days ago, six I, days ago. I like yeah. it this way, so we don't have to see them like beating up on yeah. teams that are about to get eliminated anyways. <laughs> it's just like, so That's it's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that this is really interesting because I feel like the situation in which we get into this match is not dissimilar to what it was at MSI, yeah. which is why I'm worried. Because I think that looking at just the tape, yeah, looking at the tape for Genji, <laughs> right, versus BLG, I think Genji should be very clear favorites. Mm -hmm. I think that they've looked extremely clean. They have had to barely give anything away in drafts because of the fact that they're free zero. And they are, uh, as we know, a really versatile team. And they also have, uh, I think, the best support at the tournament, barring maybe missing. I think that Delight is just like, yeah. he is so good. And he single-handedly shifted the entire playoffs meta of the LCK as well by the way that he played Alistair, which before that wasn't really back in the meta in the LCK. Um, and I think that Chovy's performing well, Peanut's performing well, right? So they're firing on all cylinders, but it's also important to revisit at MSI, even though I think that back then BLG played still messy, but 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 cleaner. No one expected BLG to win. And then they free zeroed them. Yeah. Yep. And I think that that was partially, you know, Genji, like Peanut and Chovy have an issue. I think Peanut more so than Chovy, but that's a whole separate topic has an issue with uh, underperforming in high pressure international scenarios specifically um and then blg also having an, an incredible run uh that would be why i would be a little bit worried going to this even though in in like looking at it objectively i feel like genji should be the heavy favorite yeah i think like being the xlpl guy i'd love to come up into this like all gusto and bravado going like it's another three oh it's easy but like i think looking at that t1 series is the one that like really yeah. put doubts in my head that blg are at the level that they were for msi because 
T1 just ran that game entirely and there was just nothing that BLG could do about it. And even when I was looking at the KT game, which was the first one that they played, I I listened to a lot of people who were like, this was a sick series. This lo- our game, this looked absolutely insane. It was bang. I was like, both these teams are terrible. <laughs> I was like, this game was awful. Like, I saw a bunch of mistakes on either side. Nobody really looked convincing coming through from that. So I don't feel like BLG kind of had that convincing run that we got to see a little bit of MSI where it's like, oh, it's still, as you're saying, messy, but BLG still look like they're in control. I'm looking at these games going like, the a lot of these could have been a toss-up and T1 stomped them. So I'm just not as convinced. I feel like BLG in control is that Twitch emote, the Monka steer. Yeah, they're, like, <laughs> they're like, we're in control! <laughs> like they are. Like, this is what control looks like. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, to that point, I this is one of my favorite teams when we get to international because of of their unique style where you know you have been who is the most unique top laner in the world i feel like an exceptional at what he does and a, a master of his craft of, of playing these carries plus Cassante in, in the top lane um and him and elk even though blg have shown a lot of these mistakes that you're that you're pointing out he and Elk have still had some of the most pop-off oh, games yeah. of like any individual players. So, and I'm always drawn to stories of individual, you know, like God mode hype mm-hmm. type of yeah. players and stories. And I feel like, especially those two um, carries really encapsulate that. So I'd say you should come into it anyways as LPLs be like, 3-0 again. Bin said it last time. He said it again. He said he's the best top player in the world. He's going to prove it again. Doran is his son. Uh, so, like, they're, him and Elk were how they 3-0'd them at MSI. And so, I'm yeah, I, I'm super looking forward to it. I'm going to get on that BLG hype train ahead of time. Okay. Uh, I say good <laughs> luck. I, I do think you should – You. I would say should be favored mm-hmm. in it coming yeah. into it. But um, th- these are like, this is like the wild bunch BLG yeah. It, coming, yeah. to, and, coming and, to upset your plans, you know? And again, it's also, um, I actually think that Doran's had a really good tournament so far, but I've seen Genji specifically go from the way that they look domestically, plus the way that they looked in, I think their free games as well that we saw them play, mm-hmm. even though their opponents were not necessarily the, uh, the highest level outside of, um, uh, outside of T1, right? Because they were able to dispatch of, of G2 really handily. Yeah. Uh, and I think there were much tougher draws in that 2-0 group. Um, but outside of that, given that they keep playing the way that they have, I think that Gen.G should be completely fine. Because I think yeah. that the fact that they haven't had to give anything away, the fact that Chovy and Pina both seem to be really comfortable. Because I actually think that even though individually, uh, as you're saying, the, the Shun, you know, spam ganking bot lane plus Bin being way better than Doran, I think those... Specifically, been being a better player than Doran, I think, still holds true, even though Doran has had a good tournament. But I do think that that also stood by the fact that Peanut just had zero impact in that game, right? Like the fact that mm-hmm. Shun was able to dive, pays in the light on the exact same way three games in a row, I don't think it's going to happen again. Um, and if it does, then it'll probably be the exact same I also, I think at that stage, LPL got out a bit of a better meta read in MSI, where it's like, oh, we're going to play Lulu so we can set up yeah. for those dives. And there wasn't really a huge amount of teams. Like LCK eventually adapted to it. Well, tried to, but I think LPL kind of had a read yeah. on it at that stage. Um, whereas I think coming into this, I don't feel like everyone has shown their hand, but I think it's a much more even footing coming in on how that works. And I think that's where, I don't know if Billy Billy would just have that leg up 
that they did coming into that series at MSI. Yeah, I think um, BLG have the chaos, Genji have the cleanliness, right? Like, Genji look like the better team, but BLG have shown us already at this tournament and just over the course of BLG that sometimes you're 5k up and you make one mistake and then they win a team fight, they take the Baron and the, the game starts devolving from there, right? Um, I do think there's a little bit of a mismatch in support. On is very good, but I just think, yeah, as you say, Delight, Delight is the best support in the tournament. Like His yeah. ability to gain vision, his ability to to win lane on matchups you really shouldn't win lane on, and his roaming potential is just th- absurd to me. I think the thing is that when On has a day, he yeah. is phenomenal. That oh, guy's sure. mechanics are insane. Is He can have these moments where he just he will win you the game hands down. Yep. So I think it, it really is going to be a case of like what On shows up. Like, yep. is it On or off? Like, and I think that's, yeah. it will be OG be On or off as well, right? Because on their day, I think they can beat Gen mm-hmm. But if I'm pay- taking any of the other 365 days in the year, yeah. I'm picking Gen Yeah. Right. So what day was the MSI? Oh, I'll, I'll, quit, I'll get it up in a second. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a, that could be a really good uh, tie through because, yeah, this is going to be an exciting one. I'm looking this up yeah. now, so I can't. Yeah. You have. I mean, I think we can just move on. Bus, bus driver's like, busy. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think on. we. I think we can move it's on. Like to JDG speed. K2, we just right? keep going at the same speed the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can move on. And I, I personally, I, I'm sorry, man, but like JDG are gonna, yeah. What? 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 It's KT. Yeah. Yeah. That was that series that we watched I, together where we were on the desk was the most frustrated one, the last KT series. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, there is no way that D plus Key are going to be able to lose this. There's just no way. Like, was, they have was great that the setup. Dragon Soul one? Yeah. yeah. I was like, they're in he perfect control. It's going to be totally fine. And the entire time, I mean, from like 10 minutes into the game, Matt was just like, they're going to come up to a random fight and somehow KT are going to win. And then they're going to do that. And I was just like, no, there's no way. Like, they've got this. They've got all these options. Like, yeah. There's no way that they're no. going to do it. It's like, no, no, it is going to happen. And then 30 minutes later, <laughs> randomly, there's a team fight for KT get him. And they just look at me. I was like, I, it was always going to be the way. So, <laughs> so I, I, I'll be very upfront. I think that KT are, are a team that has a lot of, of you know, like um, history and, and memes and, and, and whatnot around them. But very front up, I don't think their meta read is that good. And I think that specifically Keen still has not been able to play the way that he has throughout the entirety of the regular. Like, I really want to reiterate, if you didn't watch a lot of LCK, I don't think that for a lot of other members of KT, the first all-pro was justified. For Keen, though, it was literally the only yeah. choice. Like, there was... you, there is, And I think that Doran and Zeus right now are both way better. But there was zero way you could pick anyone but Keen. Like, he was single-handedly winning games... He was um, he he was warping entire games around him, and I think I will say just hasn't been good. Like he just hasn't been that impressive. And if you do that, and and you have amazing team fighting, which I think to all of you know Doran's weaknesses, that is something that he has always been been very good at. But for Keen, it's not like his team fighting has been the draw for this player ever. Well, it's good that his opponent three six nine. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, not really good at team fighting. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's that's exactly what I'm leading into, right? Um, I do think, and this is the one edge that I think that you could uh, possibly attribute is specifically jungle. I don't think Kanavi's had the best tournament yet. Yeah, I agree. And I do actually think that Cuz can run an early game against JDG. The early games he's got on lock. That's yeah. yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like will that be enough in like 95% of cases when this series is played? No. But if KT do win, it will be like cuss popping off early. 
aiming for some reason getting Zeri and Kaisa like free yeah. games in a row and not pressing E and then but I'll tell you he'll do that anyway but they'll win somehow because <laughs> um, because I think that KT have still not really shown the regular season form that this team is capable of mm -hmm. I don't think we will see it I just think unfortunately that's the way it kind of works for this org it's also, I'm just kind of curious to see how it ends up panning out because we haven't seen JDG in so long, right? Yeah. Like, is it actually going to be a benefit that you've had a bit of time off or is it now going to be a case of, hey, we've kind of just been sitting back, we've been practicing the same stuff and now you're starting to see that shift and you're like, oh, hang on a second, we actually haven't been ready for this. So I think it'd be really interesting to see what they come in with off the back of that. I, I think a lot of the times, if you're if you have a lot of dark days like that and you're not on stage, <laughs> it can hurt you if you're a lower ranked team. But because our best two teams, Genji and JDG, were the ones on the dark dice, and everyone's like, "Can we please scream you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can we have a crumb of uh, of info?" I think I kind of lean towards the side of like maybe it is an advantage because these players also are very used to stage games, so there's probably not a factor of you know yeah. needing yeah. to be comfortable yeah. on the stage. And and we did just move, so. Um, do you think Kanavi learned how to play Jarvan? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's had a week, man. He can do it. Yeah. Just watch some contract faults. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, not wrong. No, contracts. <laughs> That's what Owner did. And then his last couple yeah. of Jarvan games were really good. Yeah. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's been... Uh, it's going to be a very interesting series. I think the the support that I love talking about supports, as you can tell, because you yeah. know support. Me, I think Lehens has actually been underperforming in my eyes. Uh, generally, he like I I look at him as possibly world class, and I think he's been a step below that so far. This yeah. one's still playing very it's, well, but it's a step up from playoffs Lehens, where he legitimately like lost, like died level one, like yeah, three true. games in three games in a row. Uh, but compared to regular season, absolutely, yeah, yeah I would yeah. agree. Uh, and missing. I think is up there with delight. So yeah, uh, in terms of vision control and working with their junglers, I, I'd probably I give it to JDG. I so. think it's also the fact that he, you can see both styles coming out from him. It's yeah. not just like, oh, we're going to play engage. It's like, oh, well, I've got the Lulu. They also brought out the Renata. Like, it feels like you've got multiple different styles with this team. Even looking at Knight as well, bringing out the Vex. It doesn't feel like we've seen everything with JDG. And we talk about meta. I do want to bring up a combo that I have noticed a little bit for JDG, but I'll save that a little tidbit for later. Well, we're talking about JDG now. You want meta? Do you want meta or G oh no? You can talk oh, about okay. it here. It's so fine. I yeah, actually think so. Kanavi used to play a lot of Shaco and actually brought it out in competitive games as well. You're gonna um, okay. yeah, okay. and I I've looked at his solo queue. He's actually been practicing a ton of Shaco when those buffs come through. I think we're gonna get that Oriana Shaco combo in competitive, and I think it's gonna be JDG who bring it out. I wish we so sick to see. I would, it would, it would love be that. Yeah. That's the so first cool. champion I ever made. I love Shaco. That that would be crazy. Because yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, when the ball is on Shaco, you can't see the ball. Yeah. So Shaco just goes yeah, over like a wall, a, runs into the middle like of a submarine. Yeah. yeah, and then you just pop Oriana ult and everything. Yeah. We need Shaco Twitch, Oriana Shen, and then one <laughs> other invisible champion. What support could it? Pike. Yeah. And go. then you just have the multi-man invisible <laughs> yeah. wombo combo. Yeah. Man, that would be crazy. If we get Shaco at Worlds, it would be it, so cool. I, I, we'll check with stats, but I'm pretty sure there's yeah, zero maybe. Shaco ever at, at Worlds. <laughs> maybe maybe like like support, support Shaco. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe, yeah. 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 I, uh, to add to that, I think that KT, at their best domestically, were a team that was actually pretty versatile. But I think they've kind of gone back in, inside of their box and it is aiming. There's like two or three picks that he needs to be on. 
Um, BDD had that interview where he was like, mid lane champs are so boring. We pick the same thing every time. Yeah. So, but I mean, that is also that that's BDD like punching himself and then complaining. That <laughs> man loves <laughs> luck in his ear. Like, let's. I, and I think that BDD actually does have a deep champion pool, even though we haven't seen that much of it. I think that there's plenty of champions that he can play. But Cuz to me isn't the same player if he's not playing specifically Viego or Sejuani. As good as I think he is, and as underrated as I think he is, just for like how the team functions. I think Lahans is relying on Nautilus, right? So I think that I would be not surprised at all if KT like grabs a game. I think that these players are good enough that they should be able to. But actually taking the series would require like some really different level than what we've seen them thus far. And and they showed it domestically, but that is also at this point like two months ago. Does the game that they that, take like, rely on like a draft of getting BDD Azir and uh, an aiming Zeri or something? Uh, not specifically those, but some level of, of, of comfort. Yeah, I think yeah. the team is a cut above when they get specifically when aiming gets mm -hmm. his, his comfort champions. And I think that there will probably be a drop that shakes out the way yeah. that he gets away with something of the sorts i really hope we get treated to knight's silas at some stage during this tournament because it is godlike it is absolutely insane what he's capable of doing with that champion i'm so excited for it and the singer baby yeah. yeah i mean just knight generally yeah. it's just <laughs> an incredible player right so um i will say we ha have had one shake up words before according to game of legends uh steel played it against t1 oh, in yeah. 2021 that wasn't even that long ago right? no 2021 yeah i mean it's two years that was the same combo as well right uh, I can't see. I can have a look, but I feel like now making me click more buttons. And that's okay. Well, I feel like I remember people gonna talking kick you about the it bus. back then as well. No. He won't kick me off the bus. He's I nice. Might. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was Zoe, Zoe. Shaco Zoe against Oriana Kiana. Unsurprisingly, T one won. It did take him twenty seven minutes. So yeah. Shaco Zoe better wow, than Mad yeah. And the shackle was zero four. So great pick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we see it at once guys um okay so last quarterfinal probably the closest in terms of looking at it purely on paper lng t1 i i, I think that's a, a very close uh quarterfinal obviously lng third seed from lpl a lot of people think basically second seed from lpl better than yeah. blg uh all around i think we saw t1 really falter at the start of this world as well against tl and then even in some of their next games, but obviously in their last series against BLG, they looked absolutely phenomenal. And Kerry as Bard as well, just absolutely on point. So what are our thoughts coming into that quarterfinal? It is uh, the last one as well. So they do still have five days before they play it. I mean, owner, owner really stepped up, especially, I feel like, because was, it was such a weird year for, for T1 with Faker leaving and all them playing so much poor, more poorly mm -hmm. during the regular season except say he was um, he was trying really he hard. was he was trying everyone else he was trying to pull him along <laughs> but um rough. really good to see like you know carrier playing good again and now owner playing really good again so it's t1 man i as much as i was initially i was like oh i'll probably favor lng this t1 team is going to be so many finals with this lineup their win rate. They've never won them, but they always <laughs> we'll get, get there. Yeah. Except uh, MSI, obviously. Yeah, but uh, but they always get there, right? So uh, I feel like they can still do it. Is, are you just going on the fact it's T1? Because I understand the argument. They make it to every final pretty also much, this, right? Also, like, this shown improvement in play, okay. though. Oh, um, I get that. Because Ono was probably the, the one that was lagging behind the most still um, after, okay. Faker, after Faker coming back. So I think if the thing for me with LNG is like, I feel like 
we haven't actually seen LNG really put all their effort in yet. Like, I think if you're looking at a team We're that not has, even trying. Yeah, but I think if you're looking <laughs> at a team that has the most things that they've left to bring out, I yeah. think it's LNG. Like, Gala and Jackie Love, two of the best six players that we have in the LPL. You look towards Scout, I feel like this is Scout's like everything that you and even sorry for Gala as well like everything you could possibly want from a meta for these two guys is there like Kaisa, Zaire for Gala have always been massive picks I, we yeah. have the Ziggs Scout I mean Azir great you look at like the Akalis and the Silas is starting to come back in he's always performed incredibly well on them apart from well the one game we don't talk about and then even Tarzan like he's always had such a deep champion pool the fact you're able to see him now going oh well Wukong's really strong cool I'll just bring this out onto the stage as well and start bringing that up. It feels like everyone on this squad has kind of got this opportunity now to shine with the meta sinking him towards them. I think the only big question mark for me, and like we heard Emily was chatting about it earlier on, is like hung in the bot lane. It's like, this guy can massively in game sometimes, but also that aggression comes back to win some of those games. So I think the if they go up against a team, well, against like T1 where you carry a versus hung, I think that's the moment where you have to try and strike on that bot lane, like try and punish Hung and see if you can take the game from there. I think a performance thus far, I'd rate T1 over LNG in every role bit mid, but I also think that's the biggest mismatch because I think that Faker has just been there, right? And like, obviously we know what he does for the team, but like in a pure 1v1 perspective, mm -hmm. I think Scout has obviously been absolutely incredible, yeah. both with the run he already made to mm -hmm. get there in the first place, plus just his play over the last couple of, uh, couple of months. Um, the one thing that I'm most worried about for T1's perspective, because again, I think in, in level of play, I think Owner has actually looked better than Tarzan thus far. Um, Zeus has just been good all year. So sure. until we get to finals, I'm sure he will be amazing. <laughs> uh, and he did actually, this is, this is really cool. He actually get coached by Khan specifically uh, for Asia games. So I, I don't really rate Asia games as a way to gauge player strength for obvious reasons, but I do think that that is really cool. My main worry going in, though, is that I think that if Owner gets put off Jarvan, I don't know how good T1 is going to look. And I think that if Owner isn't able to get the better hand of Tarzan and T1 doesn't get to set their, their pace, that's when they really quickly start to fall apart. Because this isn't like Gen.G, where if they're like 5k gold down, I'm like, it's fine. No, no, that's that's LNG, right? You're, well, yeah. you're like, if LNG if it, can yeah. have their pace, yeah. they should be. If this game this is slow, yeah. you're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. LNG but is for sure gonna. The one thing that 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 shifted me a little bit more towards T1 was that in the B second game of the BLG series, T1 actually didn't have a lead, and they were able to out team fight like straight up BLG. And I think mm -hmm. BGO didn't look that good on that yeah. day, but I do think that um, if if Caria is is allowed to play Kench, which wouldn't be surprised me if that's a something that LNG is going to focus. Um, I, I was very pleasantly surprised because they haven't team fought like that just for, for perspective yeah. since spring domestic. Actually, I guess their series against uh, JDG was still good. They've, they team fought well yeah. during MSI yeah. uh, up until that point. So I, I do think that given that plus the performance of uh, T1 in best of fives in general over the last two years, I really trust them. But I am worried about owner because I do think that if his, you know, he could uh, easily it's if, he's, he could easily regress. Well, that's my point. And if owner regresses, this team is infinitely worse because that's what we saw domestically, mm -hmm. right? Like he was not able to really match. And his playoffs was was fine. He was able to kind of pull it together. But uh, I think that he was really instrumental in dismantling BLG. And I don't, I don't know if in a best of five he will be allowed to play Jarvan forever because they literally yeah. they B one Jarvan. 
for him mm -hmm. just because he's so comfortable on it. So that'd be something that I would be worried about. And yeah. I also think that if LNG like get an early lead in the series, if it goes to five, record's not great for T1. Yeah, that is true. I, I Maybe I undervalue T1. I think... Um, That's fair. I think they really performed against BLG, but I also know BLG was struggling with some health issues that day. So I, it, I guess I'm... It's difficult for me to say that we have seen T1 pushed intensely so far, apart from the Gen G series, which they didn't look great in. Uh, they look good against C9. That I really like their drafting against BLG as well. I think the composition to uh, with the with the time counter is really strong. But I, apart from Tarzan, I think LNG are, are looking really good right now. And even Tarzan in their final game actually did look really good when he started to gain control of the game. I think it's our closest. Do you guys have a, a difference of opinion on that? Our closest quarterfinal, that is? No, I'd agree. I'd probably agree. Yeah. yeah. I would put, personally, I'd actually put Energy Weibo if Energy are playing. That's, there, that's base. I, I don't think that's close. No. Energy, <laughs> that's energy base. Energy just going to 3-0, man. It's not close. He's been, he's been on the same. <laughs> you just pick the first seed, right? NRG go through the semi-final. <laughs> but seriously, if, if they played the way they did against G2, I could see that being an incredibly close seed. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, if it's the same level they're playing as G2. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited for this N uh, NRG lineup if they play like they, yeah, they have it, been doing. Yeah. I definitely think they should be the big underdogs, though, especially because... Is that because that's, that's the where they play better? It's also the energy way, the okay. non-rational gamers, also the inherited <laughs> so, CLG way. Mm -hmm. But uh, is, is this also the only series in which there isn't a team where their fans are purposefully going to say they're underdogs? Because I feel like both BLG have made the run earlier this mm -hmm. year. Then you have KT fans, which we don't need to discuss. Yeah. And then energy as well. Like, isn't, yeah. I think that's really funny. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's normally there's like one. Now we have three out of four quarterfinals. Yeah. We have like, we're the fans the are like, yeah. no, 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 actually guys, we're, we are not the favorites. <laughs> like there's no way we're winning this. Oh, that's amazing. Do we want to do predictions? We kind of did them along the way, but just quickly down the line, who's making it to quarterfinals, Chronicler? Uh, semifinals, sorry. Um, I'm going to go with Gen G. I feel like that, mm -hmm. yeah, if, if I can't trust Gen G, then... My my tournament's about to become a whole lot worse. <laughs> uh, sorry, so it's so it's energy Weibo. Yep. We should have done this a after we did each match. Yeah, we should have done, but I don't <laughs> no, host podcasts. We can go. Uh, we can go well, over. Let, it. Let, I... Let's not instead of doing all four, just do the yeah. Do, do the, the first, first team. Genji. Who are you, Kobe? Genji. Genji. Yeah, Genji yeah. as well. Okay, energy Weibo. You better, you better say Weibo. Weibo. I better be the only one saying energy. I'm saying energy. No, but I actually, I actually think Rob was right. I think this actually is the closest yeah. one. No way! See? No way! <laughs> no, you, you were under something, They're Rob. devaluing their underdog status. What? All right, so energy. <laughs> Weibo. Yeah, you whatever you I, I'm he going Weibo as well because Kobe knows what room I'm in. So. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Uh, JDG KT. I have to go JDG. Yeah. For for many reasons, but also because I genuinely think that's the most lopsided matchup, and that mm, one yeah. should be. Yeah. This is a case yeah. of like you better say JDG. No, but I'm, also, not, I'm not. I'm I, not. I'm not here. Like yeah, JDG yeah. is to me JDG Genji is still my dream finals, and I hope that that's what yeah. we get yeah. for like infinite narrative, like. Chobi versus Knight finally because I still they've still haven't played outside of uh, Asia games which again isn't really real right so like that's insane to me and then wow. Ruler against his old team and yeah Chobi yeah. versus Kanavi on Griffith yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> so I am um, yeah I think JDG is just a genuine answer there's no like oh mm -hmm. on it, they're, they're yeah they should make it to finals I mean, yeah 
My answer is also JDG because my dream finals is energy versus JDG. <laughs> okay. uh, JDG. Like yeah. it's... My dream finals was G2, JDG, but that's not going to happen anymore. So oh, we'll go JDG. Damn, man. Not what Gen G, ever, no. What trophy ever do you We have to overcome the LPL, yeah. you know? That's the, that's the whole story for uh, the year. I mean, you have to you prevent wanna... the golden road. Yeah, exactly. Right hurdle, like, yeah. G2 had their golden road prevented. Now we have to have them preventing. Yeah. G- anyway, that's poetic, actually. Um, yeah. And then uh, T1, LNG? T1. Okay. Ooh. LNG. I'm, g- I'm going LNG as well, I think. I, th- I think I might be undervaluing T1, but... I, I, really, I they've, been, they've, been, they've, been, they've been pretty up and down. Yeah. Yeah. I really think this is the closest one. I'm going to go LNG too, though. <sighs> wow, 3-1 LNG. So that would be yeah. three LPL teams making it through to the semifinals. Only Gen G would be uh, upsetting the It's a strong region. Surprisingly so. It's a 2021 EDG angle. I like it. That sounds good to me. I'll sign up for that. MSI was a little bit... Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. MSI though. Very different tournament. True. Yeah. Very <laughs> true. Very Completely true. different meta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did have Jinx of Felios for a yeah, while again. Yeah. All right. We have a, a few more minutes. Do we want to talk about our favorite moments of Worlds so far? We kind of hit a few of them. Uh, hmm, this is a hard one for me. <laughs> uh, I guess I would go energy versus G2. Wow. Wow, shock hard. Um, for all the reasons already stated. Okay. I just bought you guys some time. You got something now? I can no, do I mine. Need to, I need, to, I need, to, I need more? I need to yours if you want. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even though we lost, the Mickey coming over the wall, hidden yeah, yeah. by the Nocturne ult, was just so sick to see. Um, and it, actually, there was the two mechanics that I let you talk about your one because i you told me about it over coffee oh no you can talk but, about um, it i have my okay. own moments okay fair uh, yeah the two moments in that series were the mickey coming in over the wall with the nocturnal and then like getting that flank and, uh, and the bait from caps to be like oh no i'm in so much trouble and then it's like everyone dog paws onto elk immediately <laughs> and kills him it was so sick but also then the uh caps nico transforming to the cannon minion so then you don't get the <laughs> ramping terror damage. You only yeah. take 14%. Like, you're able to tank, I think you tanked four shots. And then there was one that went on to Yike because he exited after getting the APA. kill. We're going to call that APA. Yeah. He, he could have tanked, like, six more yeah, shots. He, could, exactly. oh, okay. he got bored. But he yeah. was like, yeah. let me do but something. Yeah, to go. The reason I was passing on to Medic was Medic told me this over coffee on the first day arrived because APA tweeted yeah. out about how the mechanic worked. A cool video so, about it. Yeah. 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 And, and A will take credit for that. One. I mean, I, also the the, the reason I know about also. it was because of APA, so he deserves <laughs> yeah, the credit yeah. for it. Um, my favorite moment was tuna dinner last night. We went that to that was a, had, a delicious, had delicious bluefin yeah. tuna. It was gorgeous, and uh, I think it's it's always my favorite moment of worlds, just getting to spend time with uh, all the other casters. Ah, we got to take a picture. the the uh, The chef was so nice. Was, yeah. There were only three other people in the entire restaurant. It was these three women sitting at the bar together. We're also giggling. Cause, yeah. cause like, when, when we walked in, they literally like shouted. They were like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it was like a shock. A bunch of foreigners just walked in. What's going on? And the Five whole place, large. It was also yeah. like, because uh, Shark's joined later, but like just the... the yeah, uh, five big yeah, guys. Us yeah. and, yeah. and Azil, and we're all yeah. tall, right? So it was just like, <laughs> it's just five giants suddenly in our in our in our tuna restaurant. But they also started shouting advice at us, like "Put the soju in the beer." Yeah. <laughs> like, Came along and made mine for me because you could see <laughs> yeah. I was struggling with the chopsticks. Oh, I got the wooden chopsticks of shame afterwards. But that's my favorite like world's moment. I think um, I I actually have to go energy getting through the quarterfinals as well. Like it it's very easy 
to be like, ah, oh, it sucks, you know, NA greater than EU, etc. But you guys deserve it. Like you played incredibly well. I'm very, very especially happy those players. I feel yeah, like. yeah, exactly. Stories, right. Yeah. Again, so if if G two had really underperformed, I'd be sad. But mm. they played well and NRG played better. So I was really so so my yeah i was really happy for the just the na colleagues because yeah. they've just i've seen them i haven't worked in the industry that long but i've seen them going through so much suffering over like just yeah. the last three years so that's why i was really happy that energy won it my favorite moment individually was lehens faking a dragon contest oh yeah that because it's just that like it's good. it's also the perf i don't think he's at that great a tournament but like it's the perfect encapsulation of what makes lehens such a fun player yeah. where he's just like so if you haven't seen this, I think this was against BLG. Did it still end up losing, right? But KT are like in the process of taking a Nash. And it's like a third dragon, I think, that BLG are taking. And then Lahens like takes the hex gate across after he like walked up to them. And they're like, like, oh, oh, they are coming. Like they are on their way. And then he just goes over the wall and like actually tanks and ignite as well with yeah. his shield. And then he just gets out. He's completely fine. They get the Baron. Um and then and then then Lahens is just like cackling on the cams, <laughs> which is, is also perfect for him. It's support um, mentality right there. And then yeah, the fact that yeah. Chobi's actually playing well at an international, I just think this guy gets so much flag. I want, I want to bring it back a little bit to your um to talk about the energy thing for a yeah. sec. Because uh one of the <laughs> the things we had was with Azale, because we were all watching <laughs> the games together. <laughs> all right. So the game ends and obviously was... Azale is chuffed, super happy, all right. But he's like tweeting away, chatting away, whatever it is. And then Medic turns and goes, you know, you can celebrate. Like, it's okay to celebrate for your team. And this big grin <laughs> just comes across his face. And he goes like, no, I, uh, I, I'm just, I'm, it sucks for you guys. You know, it's like trying to cover up his smile. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, like we say, hey, look, like I'm really happy for you. You can get and, like the same grin just spreads across his face. It's like, no, it's like, it's so hard for you guys. It's just, you it's know, so for it. <laughs> it's like, so you guys tried really hard. You played really well. Yeah. I mean, good hustle out there. Um, I realized we forgot about the Nico play. Was it Chovy? They BDD. went bot lane. Oh, BDD, the, the BDD yeah. Nico yeah, play. That was probably my favorite moment. I don't think Katie's play, level play has been that high, but I do think they've had some of the best individual moments yeah. in the tournament. I, he, the Nautilus walks back and then he comes around the yeah. corner as the Nautilus. I was going to say, when Lehens said that called BDD a coward, he was like, oh man, <laughs> in his interview afterwards, <laughs> shit talking his own mid lane. Yeah, because especially the way he moved as well to really sell that he yeah. was just a Nautilus, like going about his business. Yeah. That was really, really cool. And playing around vision like that, always something that I, I enjoy seeing because it kind of sucks sometimes that we don't see it as much right because you don't see the fog of war on the spectator client unless we deliberately toggle oh, and, it and, and lck observers like, love toggling yeah that which shit. i love i yeah. love the amount of toggling we have sometimes it goes on a little bit too long they like toggle off the vision in a bush and the guy's left five minutes ago <laughs> and you're like is he still in the it's, bush yeah it's <laughs> an authentic league of legends experience yeah, exactly. they're giving you that's uh, great um okay so i think we've kind of covered everything that we wanted to cover in this episode of the diphoria pog state I'm 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 confused. Uh, I mean, so so on the uh, pox day, like we're halfway there. I mean, we've been going, like, for, going for about an hour. That's yeah, what I was told to that's, hit. That's, but that's not sure. Like, but we make we, we like we're we're we like retaining our viewers. Here, so <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about other stuff. Are giving you know? Ian a break? Like yeah. <laughs> he's, he's earned it. I think I, I'm on board. Sure? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we before we wrap uh, up? 
I actually Jim yeah. here is really nice. Uh, we did some bench. This Jim was really was good. good. Yeah. I would recommend you to uh, listen to uh, Psychedelic Switch by Cottery Jepsen. It's a really good song. <laughs> Walk the Moon. <laughs> uh, Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. Really good song as well. It's gonna be yeah, a I just song. have to get it in there. I hadn't, I hadn't yeah. done it on previous podcasts. I felt bad about it. Really? Because I feel like that is your most one of your most talked about things at international events. There's always some Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. It's just really unwritten. It's great pop music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's it. No, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.